from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. How's everyone doing this Thursday, April 20th, 2023? It's been quite a month, and our stories today, I wish were better. Uh, you know, I do the show because we as practitioners need to read beyond the headlines. The headlines aren't always very good, and unfortunately today, the same remains. Ransomware is rampant. There's a reason why ransomware is rampant. We're going to get into that on today's show. We're going to get to the root cause of ransomware on this morning's program, so don't go anywhere. Good morning to everyone tuning in on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We are alive with all of y'all. Good morning, everyone commenting. Thank you all for being here. Before we get started on this morning's show, please make sure to subscribe. Go check out the latest Cisco Talk podcast with my good friend Andy Ellis, the author of the book 1% Leadership that just went live on Amazon. You can find the link in the show notes. Go and get it and listen to the podcast. You'll absolutely won't regret it. Now, without further ado, let's grab my double espresso this morning and coffee cup. Cheers, y'all. We'll start with this story here of March breaking all ransomware attack records with a reported 459 incidents. That's a 91% increase from the previous month and a 62% increase compared to March of last year. This data is compiled from the NCC group and it's based on statistics derived from its observations. The reason last month broke all ransomware attack records was CVE 2023-0669, that's the Fortra Go Anywhere MFT Secure File Transfer Tool that the Clop ransomware gang exploited as a zero-day to steal data from 130 companies within 10 days. So if you take that, you say 459 attacks, you take 130, that's about 329 attacks that still had nothing to do with Fortra. So just want to keep that in mind. And we'll get to Fortra right after this story because they've released some details we'll be talking about here in just a moment. This record, by the way, is significant. Klopp performed 129 recorded attacks last month. That's topping the graph, right? Logbit 3.0, Royal, Black Cat. Uh, we obviously have reported on all of these. This isn't the first time Klopp has performed the mass type of ransomware attack that propelled it to the top. They did something very similar with the Celion legacy file transfer application as well. And this kind of goes into the whole idea of ransomware. And it's significant because we go to this next story. So according to the NCC report, Fortra's uh, zero day was responsible for 130 of the ransomware attacks we saw last month. Well, Fortress completed its investigation into the exploitation of CVE 2023-0669 or a zero-day flaw in their Go Anywhere MFT solution that the Clop ransomware exploited. The working exploit was soon released on February 6th, increasing the likelihood that other threat actors would exploit it. Fortran released a security updated date later, later urging all customers to install it. On February 10th, the Clop ransomware gang told Bleeping Computer it had managed to steal the data for 130 companies that have yet to update it. Despite numerous attempts to contact Fortra about the reported attacks, the vendor did not respond. Now they've um, released a timeline of at least what happened. According to Fortra's announcement, they became aware of suspicious activity in certain Go Anywhere MFTASS instances in on January of this year, uh, January 30th of this year, 
quickly took down the cloud service to investigate further. The investigation revealed that a threat actor leveraged the then unknown vulnerability between January 28th and January 30th to create user accounts in some customer environments. They say next, the intruder used these accounts to download files from the MFT environment. Fortress says it prioritized communications with the subset of clients who suffered the data breach. Additionally, the threat actor used their new accounts to install additional tools in some customers' environment. During the investigation, the discovered unauthorized party used the CVE to install up to two additional tools, netcat and errors.jsp, in some of the environments between those dates. Now we've gone to January 31st, so now it's a, went from a two- to a three-day type of uh, attack. They've identified the tools used in the, ta- in the attack, communicated directly with each customer's, uh, but Netcat is a versatile uh, networking utility that threat actors typically use to establish backdoors, conduct port scanning, or transfer files between the compromised systems. The JavaScript page file used for creating dynamic web pages. Fortran didn't explain how the attackers used it. They probably don't know yet or can't leverage it. The investigation still continues, but obviously we see that now, there they're saying to rotate your master encryption keys for recommendations, reset all credentials, and review audit logs and delete any suspicious admin or and or web user accounts. Uh, this is coming from Fortra. Similar. You know, another reason why ransomware is on the uprise is because of this. Google Chrome has now patched a second zero-day vulnerability in as little as a week. Track the CVE 2023-2136. The security defect is described as a high-severity integer overflow issue in Sakia. The bug was reported by Google's tag researcher, Clement Lesigine, and per Google policy, no monetary reward was issued for it. Google is aware that an exploit exists in the wild for this one. This is their second Chrome zero day. The first one, CVE 2023-2033, we reported on just on Monday of this week. The latest Chrome 112 update includes eight security fixes, five of which address vulnerabilities reported by external researchers. So you want to make sure you get those updated. If you're an Oracle customer, their patch Tuesday was this week, and we skipped it yesterday, but we're bringing it today. 433 new patches as part of their quarterly set of security updates, including more than 70 fixes for critical severity vulnerabilities. More than the 250 of the address vulnerabilities can be exploited remotely and without authentication. Oracle Communication received the largest number of security patches at 77. Of the address vulnerabilities, 65 can be exploited by remote unauthenticated attacker. A total of 27 flaws have a critical severity rating. Financial services applications also received many security patches this month at 76. Uh, According to uh, Oracle's advisory, 59 of the resolved bugs can be exploited by attackers over the network with no user credentials needed. Also, 49 patches were released for Fusion middleware, including fixes for 44 issues that are remotely exploitable without authentication. Other applications that got it was MySQL, retail applications, communication applications, analytics, JD Edwards, virtualization, healthcare application, PeopleSoft, health sciences applications, and insurance applications, all of which have received significant security updates and require your immediate attention. The attackers are hacking into poorly secured and internet-exposed Microsoft SQL servers to deploy the Trigona ransomware payloads and encrypt all files. The new SQL servers are being breached through brute force or uh, dictionary attacks that attack that take advantage of easy-to-guess account credentials. After connecting to a server, the threat actors deploy malware-dubbed CLL, CLR shell by security researchers from South Korean cybersecurity firm OnLab who spotted the attacks. 
The malware is used for harvesting system information, altering the compromised accounts configuration, and escalating privileges to local systems by exploiting a vulnerability in the Windows secondary logon service. The shell is a type of CLR assembly malware that receives commands from threat actors and performs malicious behaviors similar to web shells of web servers. In the next stage, they install and launch a Doppler malware as a CVC, sorry, SVC service.exe, which then they use to launch the Trigona ransomware as an SVC host. Uh, they also configure the ransomware binaries to automatically launch and each on each system restart via Windows Auto Run key to ensure the systems will be encrypted even after reboot. Before encrypting the system and deploying the ransom note, the malware disables system recovery and deletes any window volume shadow copies, making recovery impossible without the decryption key. This was first spotted in October of last year by the Malware Hunter team. It was analyzed by a believing computer at the time. The Trigona ransomware operation is known for only accepting ransom payments in Monroe crypto from victims worldwide. So there's that as well. Criminals are also actively exploiting a critical RCE bug in PaperCut servers. The print management software developer PaperCut is warning customers to update their software immediately as criminals are actively exploiting flaws to gain access to vulnerable system. PaperCut makes printing management software compatible for all major brands and platforms. It's used by large companies, state orgs, and education institutions. They claim to have 700, uh, serve hundreds of millions of people from over 100 countries. The flaws, the two flaws are the ZDI CAN 189 or 87 unauthenticated remote code execution flaw impacting all paper cut MF or NG versions 8.0 or later on all OS platforms for both application and site servers has a CVSS score of 9 or 0.8. And the CDI CAN 19 or 226, an unauthenticated information disclosure flaw impacting all paper cut MF or NG versions 15.0 or later on all OS platforms for application servers with a CVSS score of 8.2. The software developer updated its March 2023 security bulletin to warn customers that the vulnerabilities are now being actively exploited. Uh, Trend Micro said that they will disclose more information about the flaws on May 10th, allowing impacted organizations enough time to apply the security updates. Version older than 19 have reached their end of life and are no longer supported, so PaperCut will not offer any security updates for those releases. Uh, PaperCut recommends companies purchase an updated license if they use an older, unsupported version. Um, checking for compromised servers according to PaperCut, there's no way to determine if the server has been breached, but recommends looking for suspicious activity in logs. Keep an eye out in particular for any updates from a user called Setup Wizard. Look for new users being created or other configuration keys being tampered with. And if your application server uh, logs are in a debug mode, check to see if there are any lines mentioning setup completed at a time not correlating with the server installation or upgrade. Um, that's how you'll figure that one out. And finally, Blind Eagle Cyber Espionage Group is striking again with a brand new multi-stage attack chain that leads to the deployment of the NJRAT remote access trojan on compromised system. The group, which is known for a variety of sophisticated attack techniques, including custom malware, social engineering, and spear phishing attacks, um, Blind Eagles, also referred to as APTC 36, is suspected of Spanish-speaking groups that chiefly strikes private and public sector entities in Colombia. Attacks orchestrated by the group have also targeted Ecuador, Chile, and Spain. Infection chains documented by Checkpoint and BlackBerry this year have revealed the use of spear phishing lures to deliver commodity malware families like BitRat and AsyncRat, as well as in-memory Python loaders capable of launching a Metapreter payload, a Metapreter payload, I'm sorry. The latest discovery from ThreatMoon entails the use of a JavaScript downloader to execute a PowerShell script hosted in a Discord CDN. 
the script in turns drops another PowerShell script and a Windows batch file and saves a VPS script file in the Windows startup folder to achieve persistence. Um, the script itself then runs on a batch file, which subsequently uh, deobfuscates to run PowerShell script, and that's previously delivered along the line. In the final stage, the PowerShell script is used to execute the remote access trojan. That's it for our show today. We'll be back on Monday with a whole lot more tomorrow. A One of the episodes I recorded uh, while I'm here in Israel with my good friend Demi Ben-Ari, the CTO and co-founder over at Panarays. We talk about generative AI and security and just in general on humankind. Tune in. That episode will air tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern right here on your favorite podcast listening platform. And go check out the CISO Talk podcast with Andy Ellis. 1% Leadership is now on sale on Amazon. Check out the show link to get your copy of the book now. For everyone traveling to RSA next week, have a safe travel. I won't be there, but have a safe trip to RSA. Uh, can't wait to report next week about everything going on. We'll be back Monday, 9 a.m. Eastern, right here, live with all the latest and greatest. Until then, have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.